Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. We welcome your spirit in our midst in Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. you. May be seated. Sound people, please don't bring it now. I beg you. Don't bring it. A new song. Are the songs working? Okay, verse 1. Verse 1 of the song. When the mountains fall, when the mountains fall, yeah. Can you believe the mountains can fall? I see every mountain that stands in your way falling in Jesus' name. By the way, have the choristers given their offering? Please collect it now. And from today, a new law is being passed. When the choristers are going up, you must stand here with an offering bag. They'll put it in as they go. Put it in as they go. Is it a good idea? Share. Choristers, if we don't want to be blessed, hmm. when the mountains fall and the tempest roars, you are with me. When the mountains fall and the tempest roars, you are with me. Is it a good idea? When creation folds, 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 when creation folds, still my soul will soar on your mercy. When creation folds, still my soul will soar on your mercy. Okay? There's a bridge. There's always a bridge, isn't it? That's a bridge. I'll walk through the fire. I see you walking through the fire. Charlie, the sound is jet. Nobody should touch anything. I'll walk through the fire with my head lifted high. Wow. Do you believe your head will be lifted high? Some of you, when you are walking, your head is down like this. But I see the Lord lifting your head up. Wow, with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. And my spirit revived in your story. And my spirit revived in your story. And I'll look to the cross. And I'll look to the cross. This one they are allowed to copy. And I'll look to the cross. As my failure is lost. As my failure is lost. As my failure is lost. In the light of your glorious grace. In the light of your glorious grace. Wow. I like the words, isn't it? Chorus. Medium into colors. 
Let the ruins come to life. Let the ruins come to life. R-U-I-N-S. Ruins. In other words, things that have spoiled and the ones left. Let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name. In the beauty of your name. In the beauty of your name. Rising up from the ashes. Rising up from the ashes. Wow. Anybody who has been in the ashes, I see you rising up. Rising up from the ashes. God forever you reign. God forever you reign. God forever you reign. Do you have it? And my soul will find refuge. And my soul will find refuge. In the shadow of your wings. In the shadow of your wings. This one, if you didn't go for detection when you were going to school, you'll be struggling as I'm saying this thing. Every time you dodge detention. In the shadow of your wings, I will love you forever. I will love you forever. Amen. Some of you are not writing. No pen. Or you didn't plan to write at all today. It's all part of the preaching. I'll love you forever. And forever I'll sing. I will love you forever. And forever I will sing. Okay, so that's the chorus. Verse 2. Verse 2. This one is long. When the world caves in. When the world caves in. Do you know what it means to cave in? When the world caves in. Still my hope will cling to your promise. Hallelujah. Still my hope will cling to your promise. Where my courage ends. Where my courage ends, where my courage ends, let my heart find rest. No, let my heart find strength in your presence. Where my courage ends, let my heart find strength in your presence. Amen. Well, if you didn't get it, You can always copy somebody. All right. You can copy. Copying is allowed. What do you think? It's only in the exam room that is not allowed. But right here, it is allowed. Okay. We'll run through it once, twice. We'll get it. Man. 
My soul will soar on your mercy. I walk through the fire with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. I'll look to the cross. As my failure is lost in the light of your glorious grace, let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name, rising up from the ashes forever you reign, and my soul find refuge in the shadow of your way. I'll love you forever and forever I'll sing. Second verse. When the world caves in, still my hope will cling to your promise. It's a simple song. When my courage ends, let my heart find strength. In your presence, and I walk through the fire. I walk through the fire with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your stone. And I'll look to the cross as my failure is lost in the light. Of your glorious grace, let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name, rising up from the ashes. God, forever you reign, and my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your wings. I will love you forever. And forever I'll see Come to life In the beauty of your name Rising up from the ash God forever you reign And my soul will find rest In the shadow of your wings I will love you forever and forever I'll see. My soul will find rest 
in the shadow of your wings, I will love you forever, and forever I'll sing. Let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name, rising up from the ashes. God, forever you reign, and my soul will find rest in the shadow. I will love you forever and forever I'll sing in the beauty rising up from the ashes. God forever you reign and my soul will find rest in the shadow. I will love you forever and forever I sing. Wow, is it a good song? Are you sure you can sing it? All right. I think we can do it, isn't it? Guys, can we do it? All right. Beautiful. When the mountain falls and the tempest roars, you are with me. When creation falls, still my soul will soar. On your promise, mm. I walk through the fire. I walk through the fire with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. And I look to the cross. As my failure is lost in the light of your glorious grace, let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name, rising up from the ashes of forever you reign, and my soul will find refuge. In the shadow of your wings, I'll love you forever, and forever I'll sing. Not too loud, please. Let's start from the very top. When the mountain, you heard how they played it. And the tempest rose, you are with me. Can we sing it again? When the mountains fall, let's sing it, go. When the mountains fall and the tempest rolls, you are with me. When creation falls, when creation falls, still my soul will soar on your mercy. Let's get that second part again. When creation falls, let's do it. Go. 
when creation falls, still my soul will soar. Did you get that part? Let's do it again one more time. When creation falls, come on. When creation falls, and my soul will soar on your mercy. Maybe you should do normal worship. Then we will get it as we go along. Oh, and I walk through the fire with my hand lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. And I look to the cross as my failure is lost in the light of your glorious grace let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name rising up from the ashes God forever you reign and my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your wings I'll love you forever and forever I'll sing. Second verse. When the world caves in, still my hope will to your promise. When my courage ends, when my courage ends, let my heart find strength in your presence. And I walk through the fire. And I walk through the fire with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. And I look to the cross as my failure is lost in the light of your glorious reign. Let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name, rising up from the ashes. God forever you reign, and my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your wings. I will love you forever and forever. Let the ruins. Let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name, rising up from the ashes. Lord, forever you reign, and my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your way. I will love you forever, and forever I'll sing.
rising up from the ashes, God forever you reign, and my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your way. I will love you forever and forever. Just the voices. Let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name. Rising up from the ashes, God forever you reign. And my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your wings. I will love you forever and forever I'll Somebody lift your hand and worship. be seated. Turn with me in your books to chapter 8 of Many Are Called. It's too powerful. Let the ruins come to life. Anything that you have given up on, anything that is not working anymore, I see it coming back to life in Jesus' name. Any hope you have given up on, Oh, in this season, I see that hope restored. In the name of Jesus. Let the ruins come to life. I said, let the ruins come to life. I see dead things coming back to life. I see things that are spoiled coming back to life. I see marriages coming back to life. I see businesses coming back to life. I see bad situations coming back to life. In the name of Jesus. If you believe in short year, chapter 8, how God monitors your works. <laughs> wow. Very important. The Bible makes us understand that God is not looking out for your cars. Or your buildings, or your houses, or your shoes, ladies. 
or your hairstyle or your nails. No, that's not what God is looking out for. God is looking out for your works. Somebody say works. Hey! Some people think that God is looking out for your jewelry. That's why you spend all your time putting on your jewelry. Or you think God is looking out for your makeup. You spend, you can spend, the number of hours you spend making up. I mean, your prayer time is not even like that. Am I saying something at all? It's a makeup. You see, because we human beings, we assess people by the way they are dressed. And the way they look, isn't it? Little Pastor Joseph. So, it's like, we think that that's how God also looks at us. But when God comes here, he's looking at how many people have prayed three hours today. Yeah. <laughs> that is what the Bible says in Revelation 14, 13. It said, blessed are they who die in the Lord henceforth. He said they shall what? Rest from their labors. And the Bible says that and their works do follow them. What works are going to follow you? Is it your makeup? There are some things they don't cross to the other side. Your marriage doesn't cross to the other side. Your watch doesn't cross to the other side. Your hairstyle will not cross to the other side. But what is going to cross? Your works. So, God is looking out for your works. And when you read in Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3, He wrote letters to the churches. He took His time to write letters. And every church, He said the same thing. I know your works. I know thy works. Hey! That's the next person. Does God know your works at all? Yeah. Bishop says that God is watching your works. God has his eyes on the things you are doing for his kingdom. For his kingdom. Then I like this one. He said, the letters to the seven churches serve as a revelation of our future judgment. When we stand before God, we now know what we'll be assessed about. It's like a Pascal. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's one of the things that runs through my mind that what are the things that God is looking for? In all the things I'm doing, what is he particularly interested in? It's a question I've been asking all the time. And thank God that there's a Pascal. Ah! There's a Pascal. Because if he says, I know your works, and he begins to point out some things that he's looking out for, then it means that these are the things he's going to look out for. So it makes it easy for us to also know what to do. From today, may you not be confused about what to do in the house of God. In the name of Jesus. So, he begins to the seven churches, and we're going to start with the first church, the church of Ephesus. In Revelation chapter 2, hmm, hey, from verse 1, the Bible says that unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right, isn't it? 
I wish I could read the full this thing from the Bible. You have the Bible? Is that the Bible? Oh, this one is the book. Oh, I wish somebody had the Bible that I can read from. You have it there? Eh? Okay. So he said, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Hmm. I know thy works. You can underline it if it's your Bible. And thy labor. And thy patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and they are not. And hast found them liars. And hast borne and hast patience. And for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. And do the first works. Or else. Or else. I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place. Except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, will I give what? To eat the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Hey. But right here we see some things that the Lord is looking at. First of all, it says that the people... They were hard working, isn't it? He said, I know thy labor. Labor. Listen, your labor in the church is also being looked at. Oh, I'm telling you. The pastor is so clear. Your labor. How are you labor? Are you laboring in the house? Or you are just sleeping? Oh, me, I don't think that we have to work too much, too hard. Me, I'm not telling you. It is right there in the Bible. It's a pasco. Your labor. And then he said what? They are patience. Wow. And then there were people who did not compromise at all. They did not compromise at all. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, people who came and they were saying that they were apostles and things, Charlie. They try them and say, Carrie, you, you are not an apostle. So it is also something that God is expecting you to be looking out for. That people who say they are apostles and they are not, we should not allow those people. It's also part of the works. Oh yeah. Then he said that. He said that, you are, I mean, you are able to discern between false prophets, false pastors, false teachers. You are able to, it's a good thing. Then also, he said that you have labored or persevered, another version says, and you have not fainted or not become weary. So also not becoming tired is another thing that God looks at. Not giving up. Oh yeah, those people who give up easily say, I am tired, and all that. That one will go against you. When you arrive in heaven, you say, Charlie, <laughs> why? You give up too easily. It's also not a good thing. You see, but 
in all these good things that they had, it made them also, I think, become too confident and all that. So they left their first love. In fact, the Ephesus church is called the loveless church. But when you read the book of Ephesians, Paul commended their love for God. The same people. Paul commended their love. And then when they got to Revelation, by Revelation, they had turned into a loveless church. The serpent that Adam didn't deal with in the book of Genesis. By the book of Revelation, it had turned into a dragon. <laughs> so the love situation that the Ephesus church did not deal with in the book of Ephesians, by the book of Revelation, they had become a loveless church. So what also God is looking at is a love with which you are doing the work. It is not just doing something, but what love is behind what you are doing. Bible says that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. So, the love with which you are doing the work, God is also looking at it. That this thing you are doing is there love behind it. So, there are times when we can do a lot of things we are doing, but there's no love. So, that's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. He said that if I, if, I, if I prophesy and I move mountains and I do all these things and I don't have love, it's a waste of time. He said, if I can speak with the tongues of angels and I can command situations to take place and I don't have love, it profited me nothing. It is noise making in God's ears. So we need to examine our hearts and ask ourselves that what I am doing, I am, am I doing it by, with love? When I go for the Basel meeting and I'm sitting down there and the people are not coming and, 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 and I have to go and look for them. And when I'm going, am I going with love to love the people and bring them or I am angry? Oh, what was the what, what small church that we have come to? And they are worrying us and the people too, they will not come to. Ask the next person, the things you do, are you doing with love or it's like... I can't care. What did they say as you say? Or what did they say as you do? Do you have a love for the thing you are doing? God is looking out for that one too. One of the things you will see about all these letters is that every one of them, when Jesus came, he started, he introduced himself who he was. But he told them who he was so that they would understand where he's coming from. And based on that, he, will, he can give them the solution to their problem. And also he, can, he also has the authority to deal with their problem and to solve them out. He introduced himself because he had the authority to correct them. So this one, when he came, what did he say? He said, this is what? The one who is in the candlestick, he said something. Say it, Yes. He had the seven stars in the right hand. In the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. You know, so that is why at the end of it, he said that if they don't repent, what will he do? He said, I will take away what? Your candlestick. Because he is the one who is the candle and he is coming. And so if you don't repent, I'm going to take it away. He has the authority. He has to know who I am. And if I tell you I'm going to do that, I'll do it. Hey. 
So he said, first of all, recognize the state you are in. Do a self-assessment. And number two, remember from where you are falling. Check it. Check it. From where we are falling. And then he said, repent. Make a turn around. A U-turn. Then he said, return to your first love. We need to ask ourselves, the way we used to serve God, are we still serving this God the same way? This thing tells us that it is possible that the way you were serving God, you can come down from that level. And many of us can tell that the way you used to pray, the way you used to read your Bible, the way you love coming to church, the way you love the presence of the Lord, something has happened. Oh, but I see a revival taking place. These letters were not written to the churches so that God is going to punish them. But he wrote to them to make them see what he's looking out for. So that they will make the needed changes. Oh, may those changes be made in our lives. May we begin to assess ourselves whether we are hardworking. May we begin to assess ourselves whether our love for God is intact. May we assess ourselves whether we are, we are able to discern between good apostles and bad apostles. May we begin to do that. And I see it happening in the church. May your candlestick not be removed in the name of Jesus. Because when your candlestick is removed, you are not, you are not effective anymore. And may we not give up. May we persist. I'm speaking to somebody here. You're already giving up. But the Lord said I should tell you, don't give up. Because that is also something he's looking out for. May you not give up in the name of Jesus. Receive new strength. Receive new zeal to continue in the name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. No matter what the persecution and the problems will be, may you continue. He wrote to the second church, Smyrna. Revelation 2, verse 8 to 10. He says that, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things here, the first and the last. You see, everyone notice how he introduces himself. These things here, the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Then he said, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and they are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Wow. <laughs> now, this church was called the persecuted church. Because they were really persecuted. The church is Mena. It was not easy for them. The Jews who were there, they were the ones who were, who were persecuting them. Because they didn't believe in Christianity. So they persecuted them. In fact, all their monies and things they had, they took all their monies from them. 
That word that you see there, that they said that they were going through tribulation. What was it? Tribulation and all that. Poverty and all that. It is the word thalipsis. That word tribulation is the word thalipsis. Which means to be pressed out of measure. Yeah. It means to be sifted. So these people were tried. They were persecuted. They were going through all these things. But still, they continue serving God. So the Bible says that, he said, I know your tribulation. So, going through tribulation is also something that God is going to look out for. Have you gone through some tribulations? Ask the next person, what have you been through? Hey! And then he said, end your poverty. <laughs> have you been at some places where you didn't have money in your pocket? I think this one, yeah, everybody would like to be a part of it, like Charlie. What I'm trying to say is that when you go through times when you don't have money in your pocket, it is giving you some crowns, be some, some good rewards in heaven. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. One day you will arrive and somebody will not be able to say that I went through poverty. Somebody will not be able to say it, but you can say it. That I went through poverty. But there are some people, they don't know this one, poverty. <laughs> but it's something that God is looking out for. Yeah. They went through it. But they kept serving God. He said, your poverty. And I know the blasphemy of them. We say they are Jews. So, there were some people in the church who said they were with you, but they were not. But rather they were agents of Satan. And the Bible says that they were blaspheming. In fact, history has said that the things that they were saying about the church, one of them was that any time they took communion, they went to tell people that they were practicing cannibalism. Because they said they were eating the body and the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So they were telling everybody that these people, they practice cannibalism. Yeah. And they also said that they were atheists. Can you believe it? Because they will not bow down to the God of Caesar and all that. So they said because they will not serve the Roman God, they were atheists. So that was the blaspheming that the Bible is talking about here. So these people were blaspheming and saying all sorts of things. They even said that they were, they were, they were causing a breakdown of homes. Because when people became born again and they realized that their family members, they were not serving God anyway, they would join the church and be this. They say they were separating homes, spoiling homes. So these were the things that they were saying about them. But in the midst of all these persecutions, in the midst of all these lies that were being perpetrated on them and all that, they still serve God. What the Bible is saying is that when you also go through persecutions and they blaspheme and they lie and say things about you, you must also continue serving God because one day God will judge you based on those ones as well. Are you surprised about the things that God is looking for? I am also surprised. I couldn't believe that these are the things. But he said all these things. He said, you have patience. And then he said, he said, they are not but the synagogue of Satan. 
Are you getting it? And he said that, Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, and you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation ten days. But be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown. He was saying that, don't be moved. And he gave them four promises. I like those promises. How many also like it? Number one, he said, fear not. Don't be afraid of any of these things. Oh, I came to speak to somebody here. Because of fear, you are not able to serve God. Because of fear, you are not able to give yourself to the things of God. But I hear the master saying, fear not. Oh, when you hear fear not, you need to ask, who is saying it? It is the one, the master himself, who said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not. That's why David could say that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When you have this confidence, you will be able to serve God. No matter what happens, you will not be afraid. I came to announce you, it is Jesus who is saying, fear not. Look at three people and tell them, fear not. Wow. Fear not. And in fact, when you look at the beginning there, he also says something there. He said, and your poverty, then he puts it together, but you are rich. That's another promise he gave to them. Ah, I love that one. That even though I don't have money in my pockets, I am still rich. I am still rich. I came to announce to somebody, your riches is not in this money that you are seeing here. He was saying this thing because of the God that they serve. He said, the God that we serve, he's the God of the silver and gold. If you need gold, if you need silver, he will supply for you. So the next person, look, look at me carefully. I, I may not have money in my pocket, but the God I serve, He's the God of the silver and gold. And if I need it, He will give it to me in the name of Jesus. Tell Him, watch me carefully. Watch me carefully. You will be amazed that I'll be driving the latest car. Hey! We don't think in terms of what we have. Paul said, but my God <laughs> shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I came to announce to somebody, don't look at what you have in your pocket as you keep moving on. Don't be afraid, for your God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. David said, I've been young and I am now old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I came to announce to you, you will not beg for bread. Your God will supply everything you need. If you believe in shot, yes! Hey! I like this God. From today, don't think in terms of what you have in your pocket. Because the Bible says that He will supply all your need according to His riches. So it's not according to my pocket, but it's according to the pocket of God. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of a ring. That 
That is why Jesus, when he was moving, he was not concerned about whether he carried money or not. Because he knew that if he needed money, he could catch a fish and there will be money in the fish. If he needed money, God will supply. If he needed food to feed people, God will supply. I came to announce to you from today, don't be afraid. Let not money be a problem for you. The people took their money from them thinking that without their money they will not be able to serve God. Some of you, they take your money from you today. And no, no, no. You have finished with church. Isn't that the case? The place is quiet. I don't know why. Because some of you, when there's no money, no church, no God, but not the Smyrna church, are there some people from Smyrna here? God is looking out for people that who don't have money in their pocket. But still they serve God. Still they come to church. Still they do the work of God. People who don't want to be paid before they will do something. Yeah. When Judas went to the people, the high priest, he told them, How much will you give me if I bring him to you? There are some people every time they are asking, How much will you give me? How much will you give me? But the people of Smyrna, money was not a problem. You take our money, no problem. We will still serve God. I see some people here. Money will not prevent you from serving God. Shut yet! Oh, I tell you. For those of us who are here and it's like Charlie struggling and all that, brother, it is organizing something great for you in heaven. You have no idea. He said, You are poor, but you are rich. I said, You are poor, but you are rich. I said, You are poor, but you are rich. Walk to seven people and tell them, You may be poor, but you are rich. That you have no idea what you have. Hey. 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 From today, never measure your riches by what is in your pocket. Measure your riches by what is in the kingdom of God. Shall I am rich? From today, never say you are poor. Paul said we are poor, but we make many rich. So there is something that we have you may not see. If you are looking at my clothes to determine whether I'm rich, you will make a mistake. But I tell you, I'm a rich person. I said I have money you don't know about. Then I like another thing he said to them. He said, you shall have tribulation ten days. Now, when, when you are given a period that you will go through something, it's always better. What it means is that this thing you are going through, it shall come to pass. Ha, <laughs> I'm speaking to somebody going through tribulation. Always remember, this too shall It has an expiry date. Thank God it didn't say 100 days. Thank God it didn't say 500 days. But thank God he said 10 days. I see the first day passing away. 
I see the second day passing away. I see the third day passing away. I see the fourth day passing. And the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth, and the ninth. I see your tenth day passing. Keep the Lord a shot. Yay! Weeping may endure for a night. It cannot go beyond the night. It cannot go beyond the ten days. Some of you may be in your seventh day. You want to give up. I came to tell you, don't give up yet. Because the ten days is just coming. Some of you may be in your eighth day. And the devil is telling you, give up. But I said, don't give up. Two more days. I said, two more days. Two more days. Don't give up yet. Say, I won't give up. Give somebody a high five and tell him it's just 10 days. So hold on. God intentionally said 10. Because he knows that as for 10, you can survive. I see you surviving. I remember when I was going to marry. I went to see, we went to see my mother-in-law. And we gave her the date. She said, okay, I, I, I think about it. Then when she came back, she had postponed the thing four months. I said, hey! I looked at it and I said, hey! The way I am burning, I couldn't even walk. I was wondering whether I could make it. Four months would be how many days? 120 days and I was counting down the days I was counting down the days it was left with 3 months then it was left with 2 months then it was left with 1 month then it was left with 3 weeks it was left with 2 weeks it was left with 1 week then it was left with 1 day hey I came to announce to you if I was able to survive 120 days, you can survive the 10 days. I said you can survive the 10 days. I said you will survive the 10 days. Come on, shout, yeah! You shall have tribulation 10 days. It will come to pass. I see it coming to pass. As that thing you are going through, you are defined as persecution. Whatever it is, it shall come. Then he said to them, he said, if you are able to overcome, I will give you a crown of life. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hey! Church number three. We have to close. It's the Pergamos Church. That's one. This church was called the Church of Tolerance. They tolerated certain things they shouldn't have tolerated. So all these things, God looks at them. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write... These things said, he which had the sharp sword with two edges. Not all these things so. 
He said, I know thy works. You see, the reason why for the Smyrna church, he introduced himself as the one who died, but he liveth. He was telling them that, listen, what you are going through, even if you die, you will live again. Every church, he introduced them, he introduced himself in a way that will address their situation. Oh, yeah. So these people, he said to them, he, he said, he which said, he which had the sharp sword with two edges, I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan, Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. He kept emphasizing that one. But I have a few things against thee. Because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Wow. So right here you see that this is another church. That was very powerful. In fact, the Bible says that they were at a place where Satan was dwelling. <laughs> Some of you, where your bustle is and where your zone is. <laughs> the seat of Satan. You see, but the Bible says that even though they were dwelling where they were living where Satan was dwelling, they still served God there. You see, your environment should not prevent you from serving God. For those people who say that, oh, me in my area, where it is, there are a lot of Muslims, they are this, so our battle is not working. Hey, God is not going to accept that excuse. Because there are some people who are where Satan was living. They cried, they served God. And you small Muslims in your area, you are giving up. Oh no, I see people here who will not allow your environment to determine how your life should go. I was in Gambia. Hey, it's a totally Muslim Islamic nation. Where I was sleeping, I could hear. And we will hear it just some. That place, it is a constant thing from morning till it, it is going on. It just goes on throughout. But we also have a lighthouse church there. And the church is thriving and the church is doing well. Listen, Matthew 28 19 and 20 does not have anything to do with your environment. Go ye therefore into all nations. He said, teach them, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. It doesn't have anything to do with the area. He said, go to all nations. Yeah. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 has nothing to do with your environment and you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and it shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. It doesn't have anything to do with the people around or whether Satan is there or not. 
So those of you who are using that, where my area is, and where that's why it's not working. And he said, hey, as you start, some angels will slap you from the back. Papa, I said, hey, what are you talking? Didn't you read about the Pegamos church? Didn't you see the Pasco? People have harder areas than where you are. Where Satan is. As a person, where you are, is the same Satan, where Satan is. I heard the story of a painter. He went to paint somebody's house. When he arrived, he couldn't, he didn't come with a ladder. So the person there gave him a ladder to use. He had climbed up there. He was painting. He was singing. He was standing there and the person came to remove his ladder. Hey, he took his ladder. You shall see whether you can. Now, these people did very well. But one thing. They tolerated certain things. You see, sometimes your Christian life may be going very well, but some little, little things that you are tolerating in your life, it is what will spoil the thing. Satan realized that when he comes direct, these people, they are very hard. It will not work. So he went through the back door. Used certain things that they will tolerate. And he brought somebody, they allowed somebody who came to introduce the doctrine of Balaam in the system. Look at it. He said, because you have, you have them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak? And they were eating things sacrificed to idols. And they were fornicating. So yeah, they were in the place where Satan was. They were serving God. I mean, not everybody can serve God at the place where Satan is. But these people were serving God. But they were tolerating little, little things. So the question I'm asking you is that, yeah, you may be serving God very wildly. But what are the little things you are tolerating? Some kisses here and there. Certain places where hands are passing. Squeezings here and there. Am I saying something at all? You may be very hard. Satan cannot face you squarely. But there are certain things you are tolerating. That was the problem of the people. It was a problem. So God said, listen, you guys are great. I mean, this thing you are doing, that one too, I have noted it. It's a good thing. You can be where Satan is and still serve me. I like that one. But... Ask the next person, are there some little things in me that you are tolerating? <laughs> you see, and the doctrine of Balaam, it teaches that, oh, 
Once it doesn't affect the way I am serving God, it's okay. So the people, there's the doctrine of Balaam. So the people, it's like, oh, yeah, but we are still able to live where Satan is and we are. But you see, Satan is smart. The wild, wild things he can't overcome you, but they are little, little things. As an essence, what are the little, little things you are tolerating? Yeah. Proverbs 14, 12. It says that there is a way that seemeth right. But the end thereof. That's the Pegamos church. Pegamos. Number four. We have to close. You see, because, because the, 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 Paul says something in Galatians, I think Galatians 5.13 also, he said because of the liberality of whatever, you have taken advantage of it and you are just doing anything. So sometimes because of the grace of God and all that, people just fool around. Because if we are, the Bible can say, I am sorry. Am I, as the next person, are you, isn't that what you were saying the other day when you were tolerating that thing that the guy was doing to you? I'm just a preacher. That's all. Number four. Thyatira. I know your works. Every time he said, I know your works. Hmm. Then he said, and unto the angel, this one is another church, just like the Pegamos people, but they are also another way. And the angel of the church in Thyatira writes, these things say the son of God who has eyes like unto a flame of fire. The other one, what, what did I say? He, he said he was what? He had a two-edged sword. The reason why he said that to them was that he was telling them that, listen, the sword is the word. If you have this word, it can help you to overcome. Because Hebrews 4.12, the Bible says that the word of God is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Then he said, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and bone and marrow. And he's a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when you have the word, which is the sword, you'll be able to overcome. That same word will help you to overcome. And that same word will strengthen you and encourage you. May we take up the sword of the spirit. May we take up the two-edged sword. And cut through. This time he said, Say the Son of God, who has eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. So he was describing somebody whose eyes were wild about something. Why? He said, I know your works. Your charity, your service, your faith, your patience, your works. And the last to be more than the first. In other words, you are a loving church. You are a serving church. You are a faithful church. You are a church that is patient. You are a church that is hardworking. And even you are a growing church. Because your last is bigger than your beginning. 
Yeah. So the people were great. It was a great church. I mean, wouldn't you like a church like this? But he said, I have something against you. So, he is looking at whether we are a loving church, whether we are a patient church, whether we are a hard-working church, whether we are what? A growing church. He said, Pasco, he is looking at all that. So, let's make sure that we have all these things. But now, this one too, there is another problem too that you need to watch. Which is what? He said that you suffer the woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. The same thing like the Pegamos. But this time it's a Jezebel. She is in the church. And she has made herself a prophetess. Who is a prophetess? I mean, or a prophet. A simple definition of a prophet is somebody who speaks the mind of God. That alone should tell you that this Jezebel is not a prophetess. Somebody who is teaching people to eat food sacrificed to idols, which is against the word of God. Number two, he's making people commit fornication. The spirit of Jezebel comes to change the word of God and makes what is wrong right. And that was why Jesus was wild. His eyes were red, burning. He said, how can you people do this? A loving church, serving church, patient church, growing church. How can you allow this woman? You see, it looks like the works, we may be doing them, but there's always something that is making the thing. What Jezebel have we allowed in the system? There are some brothers in the system, they are like Jezebels. Making some people do certain things they shouldn't be doing. And there are some sisters, they are Jezebels. Elijah he was able to face over 500 prophets. It was not a problem for him. But when he heard that Jezebel was looking for him, he said, <laughs> If you don't fear Jezebel, which Jezebel is around you? That is encouraging you to do certain things. And you know it is wrong, but you are tolerating it. You are compromised. This, this church was a compromising church. You compromise. You lower the standards. Okay, she can be a prophetess. She's not a prophetess. There is somebody you have been following. He has been giving you certain directions. You know that direction is not correct. Hmm. Number five, let me close. To the church in where? Sardis. Hey, I know your works. Now, and unto the angel, hmm, this one is called the dead church. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right? These things said he that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. You see, so he's describing himself as something. I know thy works, that thou hast a name. That thou livest and are dead, 
be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard. Those of you who come to church, you hear preaching all the time. And hold fast and repent. If therefore thou still shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Now, this church is called the dead church. It's called Tiasiwo. You have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. And, and in fact, he didn't spend time writing too much about them. Because they were dead. Okay. <laughs> they were dead. Sometimes you may be giving us a certain impression. When you come to church, you are using the jargons. Hey, 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 hey it's working. Hey, what are some of the things? Powerful. This, that. But you know that you are dying or you are dead. Is there anybody in the church? You can you yourself, you can see that you are dying, but you are moving around. You will not seek help. That one too is being marked. It is checked. You are giving everybody a certain impression of somebody who is alive. When you come to church, you carry yourself, but you know that your life is dead. You don't pray anymore. You don't read your Bible anymore. Your whole life, Christian life, is dead. God has no interest in such things. Is your Christian life dead and you are giving us an impression of something? Oh, it's alive. As the next person, are you dead or are you alive? Shake the person, shake the person. You see, so that is why, listen, I need to close. That is why he introduced himself as the one who has the seven spirits of God. Why? Because it is not so easy looking on the outside of such people to know whether they are dead or they are alive. They create a certain impression. When they come, the way they are using, hey, praise the Lord. This, that. You, you will easily not be able to tell that this person, it takes another thing. So, the Bible says that he has the seven spirits of God. What are they? Spirit of wisdom, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of understanding, spirit of knowledge, spirit of uh, the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord himself. And the Bible says that it shall make him of quick understanding. Because he shall not judge by the seeing of his eyes, nor judge by the hearing of his ears. He will be able to tell that you are dead. So you see, you can't lie to me. You, you, you can't pretend when it comes to me. Because I have the, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of counsel. And I can see. I don't judge by what I see. So be careful. You church sadist. I know, I know what you are dead. I know you are dead. So he said, rise up and strengthen the things which remain, which is about to die. Rise up and strengthen it. Because that one too is about to die. Hmm. I know it. And that is why you too need that spirit. Because when you have the spirit, the seven spirits, you will find that it will make you also know when you are dying, that mm, I'm dying, I need to rise up. I need to go for some retreat. I need to do it. I need to stay up the fire. Number six. 
I will jump to seven and I'll come to six. The Laodicean church. They were called the lukewarm church. Every church had a name. <laughs> the lukewarm church. Why? Because the Bible says, unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right? These things say the amen, the faithful, the true. I know your works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold or hot, so then, he said, well, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou said, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have, of na- and ne- have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Listen, don't settle for serving God halfway, halfway. That one too is being checked. Don't settle for praising God halfway, halfway. Charlie, brother, if you are praising, praise for the praises of men. He, I will never, ever stay. Serve with everything. Go on the full. If you are not to, be there so that we see that Charlie, I don't know. You are not. But don't be there. It's like, for the praises of men. I will, uh, I will never. Listen. <laughs> that one too is being checked too. When you come for prayer, don't be praying. Oh, I'll do Yeah. It's a lukewarm type of this thing. Either you are not praying, you are there. Clearly, we. Or. Katabota Kabala Katabaya. God hates the lukewarm. And they were poor too. They couldn't even tell that they were poor. The money they had made them feel that. You see, real serving God. That's why that other church. Which church was that? I think the second church. Even though they were poor, I would say they were rich. But rather the people who felt they were rich and they were using their possessions, I would say they were poor. Because with God, it's not about what you are possessing, but it's the richness of your relationship with Him. Oh, may the Holy Spirit bring some fire into your life. From today, may we not have lukewarm people in the church. But may we have people who are on fire for the Lord. Somebody shall fire. And finally, the Philadelphia church. I like this church. They were called the faithful church. Yeah, they were the only church that Jesus didn't have anything to say. I mean... Yeah, he says, and unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? And that's the church you are, you are, you are. And, and that's the bustle you are, and that's the zone you are, and that's the Christian you are. In the name of Jesus, look at what he wrote about them. He said, he said, these things said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. Why did he say this to them? He said, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, 
and has not denied my name. No, 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 no. This is why Jesus liked them. He said, you have a little strength. You don't have much strength, but the little strength you have, you have used it to keep my word. That little strength you have, you have used it not to deny my name. Oh, I see a people like that in the church today. Who may not have much strength? Somebody is saying, but pastor, me, I don't have much. I have just a little. I came to announce you that, yeah, 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 God is happy about that little you have. But you are still using it to serve him. I have little strength, but I'm still using it to serve the Lord. May that little strength help you to serve him. He said, because you have used your little strength, because you have used your little money, because you have used your little, what? Energy. Before, because you have used your little strength and your little, and you have used it to just keep my word. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There are people, they have much strength, but they don't use it to keep the word. But he likes the people who, even though little strength. Listen, I see a people here who may have little strength. But you are using your little strength to hold on. Hold fast to the word. And you are not denying his name. And I like what he said. He said, because of that, I want you to know something. That I am the one who has the key of David. Makoshanda. I came to speak to some people here. Who may have little strength and think that I cannot make it. He said, I am the one who has the key of David. He said, I shut and no man open it. And I open and no man shut it. I see some people here. You think that you, you have little strength. You have little energy. You have little education. You have little, anything little, you have it. But God said, I should tell you, it is not about you. Just keep holding on to my word. Keep serving me. Keep not denying my name. I am the one who holds the keys. The people who say they hold the key to the office and to the business and to the job, they don't have it. I am the one. When I open and I say you are having the job, you shall have the job. I am the one who has the key to America. I am the one who has the key to abroad. If I say you are going abroad, it doesn't matter whether your strength is little or not. When I open, no man can shut. And when I shut, no man can open. Oh, I see a people. And the Bible says, He said to them, Don't worry. I have set before you. I see people the Lord has set before you. He said, I have set before you an open door. I see an open door before you. I see people walking through the open door. In the name of Jesus. Open door to ministry. Open door to marriage. Open door to blessings. Open door to breakthroughs. Open doors. I see you entering your open door. Some of you don't know what is happening. It's a prophetic word. As you are moving from where you are and you are entering that door, you are entering that open door that the Lord has set before you. May you enter the open door. I see people here that God is raising up. I see God setting open doors before you. And I see you going through the open doors. Nothing will stand in your way. For the Lord you serve, He holds the keys. I see Him opening the door for you. Every door they have shut before you. I see it open in the name of Jesus. They say you will never travel. But I see the Lord opening that door to traveling. They say you will never be a pastor. But I see the Lord opening the door. They say you never enter ministry. But I see the Lord opening the door to ministry. They say you will never marry. But I see the Lord opening the door to marriage. 
They say you will never prosper. But I see the door. Opening the door to prosperity. And I see you entering that door. I see many people. The Lord has opened the door before you. Because you have kept his word. Because you have kept his name. Because you have not denied his name. I see the Lord opening the door for you. Today in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and just begin to pray right now. Tell the Lord. May I walk in these words. Lord I know you are watching these things. May I be. Oh God. And may I do the good things. That I need to do from the churches. Oh God. In the name of Jesus. May I be like the Philadelphia church. In the name of Jesus. I pray the good things of the Smyrna church, the good things of the Pergamos church. Oh Lord, may I walk in them. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, the good things. Lord, may I be delivered from their mistakes. In the name of Jesus. Pray that you not be like the church in Sardis. That you not be a, a dead person. A dead person. Your vassal will not be a dead vassal. Your soul will not be a dead soul. Our church will not be a dead church. Our service will not be a dead service. We will not be lukewarm. Come against lukewarmness. In the name of Jesus. It is not a good thing. It is not a good thing. It is not a good thing. May you be delivered from lukewarmness. In the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, I see you entering the open door, the open door, the open door, the open door, the open door. In the name of Jesus, Maliko Shatala Baba, Rodolfo Sone, Rafale Kotole Baba, Epalio Sone, even though your place is where Satan is, you will still preach the gospel. You may be where Satan is, but may you still preach the gospel. May you not give up. Oh, Father, may I not give up. 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 Oh Jesus, Oh yes, Lord. From Patreon to Jesus, is my wish and Christ is glory stand up stand up stand up for Jesus he so Royal banner, his royal 
it must not suffer loss. Yes. There's an open door. Picture that open door. Enter through that open door. It is your door to greatness. It is your door to serving God. It is your door to doing well this year. In the name of Jesus, enter that door. Enter that door. Enter that door. For the Lord said, I'll set it before you. I'll set it before you. I'll set it before you. Enter through that door. Oh Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you. Today, the Lord says He set an open door before you. An open door to salvation. Maybe you are here, you are not saved, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Your judgment even has not even started. It cannot even start. Because then you are going to hell. But you want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven. I want to be where Jesus is one day. Today with every head bowed, with all eyes closed. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to surrender your life wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. You want to be born again. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. You want to be born again. Tonight is your night. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Please come to me in front here. I'm going to pray with you. Come to me quickly. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come from the front. Come to Jesus. Come all the way. Oh, clap for them as they come. Come all the way. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lift up your two hands and let's pray. I want you to repeat after me. Let's all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I thank you for your blood that has washed away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will save you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030 7010 444. That's 030 
7010444. God richly bless you.